to More Living with Jim Brogan, your source of information for living the best years of your life, your way. For more than a decade, host Jim Brogan and his expert guests have come together each week to share important news and advice that can impact the lives and well-being of those who are retired and those nearing retirement. Learn about issues like health and fitness, financial planning, social security benefits, investment advice, and more. And now, here's the host of More Living, Jim Brogan. Good morning, East Tennessee, and welcome to More Living with Jim Brogan, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. And, you know, this morning, you know, Mayor Glenn Jacobs, Knox County Mayor, has lived in East Tennessee uh, for close to two decades now, and he lives in North Knoxville with his wife and two daughters. And prior to his political and business careers, as many of you know, as many of you know Glenn Jacobs was famously known around the world as Kane a wrestling superstar for the WWE. And in August of 2018, so it's been about a year and a half now, he was elected Knox County Mayor. And the transition from entertainment to politics is a familiar path for many, most notably President Ronald Reagan and Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. And in his first year since taking office, Mayor Jacobs has worked on modifying our economic development plan, passed a budget without any tax increases, and introduced initiatives that positively impact our children. And, you know, from my perspective, things seem to be going really well around here, Knox County and Knoxville. Now, we'll have Knoxville Mayor uh, on here in May about the new budget. Right now, we're going to visit with Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs. Good morning, Mayor Jacobs. Good morning, sir. How are you? It's great to have you with us. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's great to be here. So you've been in office about a year and a half now. Old hat at this point. That's right, yeah. Seasoned veteran. How has the experience been so far, and has it met your expectations? It's been a blast, actually. Um, And, you know, people say, well, uh, isn't it a a hassle and a pain? And I I think too often we talk about about that aspect. Uh, Anytime, anything you do, any job you have or any vocation you have, there's always always challenges. Um, But I think if you look at them as challenges, it's a lot easier to deal with than you say, well, you have a problem. Right, and that's why I try to look at things as obstacles and challenges. And the upside is, uh, hopefully, you're making a positive impact on your community. You get to meet all the wonderful people out there that are doing great things in our community. You know, you're talking about uh, Knox County, Knoxville, doing really well. And I agree with you. And the major reason for that is because we have some great people in our community that are doing wonderful things. Uh, so it's it's been an extremely positive experience. It's probably exceeded my expectations. Uh, oh wow! In that respect, because you know, again. You know, you you hear about just in in government, everybody yells at you all the time and all that stuff. And yeah, that's kind of true. You can't always make everybody happy, um, but for the most part, it's it's just been um, it, it's just been some of the most fun I've actually had in my life doing anything. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Now you went from the public life of being a wrestling superstar right. to private business, successful businessman. Now back into public life. Um. What has that transition been like? And I do want to ask you this. You know, the, the reputation is in business, you can, you, it's so much easier to move on a dime. You can control things. Yes. Government is so bureaucratic. Give us a little bit of an insight. <laughs> do you, you know, is it harder to get things done? It, it, has it been frustrating, frustrating at times? It is. Uh, there is a reason for that. Uh, and, and I'll get into that in a second. Uh, I, I think. My transition was a lot easier because I was used to being in the public eye. Uh, I think if I hadn't 
been that way, it, it would have been very difficult to have uh, your life scrutinized and to have people always talking about you. Um, I was kind of already used to it. So, um, you know, the main thing is you just, you just, uh, for me, you know, you have to uh, act with integrity. And by I mean, what I mean by that is you have to believe in what you're doing and act in that way. Uh, and you can't really listen to what people say, you know, because you're always going to have naysayers. You're always going to have people that disagree with you. But as long as you're acting according to your principles, uh, that's, that's what you have to deal with. Um, it is true. The government does move slow. Uh, especially when compared to the private sector, there is a reason for that. In the private sector, uh, if you're a business owner, you're literally a dictator, right? You're the person that says, this is what we're going to do uh, and do it. Now, I don't necessarily think that's the best way to run a business. I do think that you have to have everybody on board, but ultimately you make the decision and that's it. Uh, if if you're you know if you have a st- stakeholders or stockholders, um, you answer to them. If you have your own business, if you're a sole proprietor, you answer to you. Uh, in government, you're answering to 450 thousand people in the county, uh, and there has to be more transparency and there has to be more checks and balances. And that's really the reason that government moves slower. Is is yes, you have some layers of bureaucracy. But you also have the fact that you want to ensure that everybody has input because there are so many people that that have a vested interest, you know, and you want to make sure that the the, the process is as transparent as possible in the private sector. Again, you know, as long as what you're doing isn't illegal, you can sign a contract with anyone you want. Doesn't matter. You know, all those sorts of things. Right. Um, in the public sector, there's a lot more restrictions on that. Because we, we want to ensure that everything is being done in the best interest of the taxpayers and everything is transparent. Um, so for those two reasons, you know, the, the fact that you have, you want to ensure that everybody has a say or at least has their opinion, the opportunity for their opinion to be heard as well as absolute transparency as much as you can provide. Uh, it does move a slower than the private sector. You know, that's very well said. I've never heard it explained quite like that. Um, and, you know, you talk about transparency. That's actually something I want to get to sure. maybe in the next segment because sure. i know you're really big on transparency i know your predecessor was also big on transparency you have to be <laughs> yeah um but you know you ran a campaign mayor jacobs on fiscal conservatism and individual freedom and the knox county budget that was passed last summer was a staggering 853 million dollars but without any tax increases you were able to get approved funding for three new schools a four percent raise for teachers and a 6% raise for Knox County Sheriff's deputies. Will you be able to maintain adding raises in schools without additional tax increases? Yeah, we believe so. Uh, you know, when, when we look at schools, of course, um, and, and we look at our capital budget, uh, you know, those are, are things that um, are really, you know, over the long term. Um, you know, we look at, I would rather invest in, in people than I would buildings. I will say that, you know, um, and I think that a lot of times with, I completely agree with, with government, you, you know, what we do is we tend to say, hey, there's really cool. You know, we just built this thing. Well, you know, why don't we have good make sure that we have good people? Um, we've been very fortunate with our, our financial situation here in the county. Um, the reason, you know, it drives me nuts that the budget grows. But the reason the budget's growing is because the county's growing. So population is growing. Um, you know, our revenue is increasing and we do have infrastructure needs. Uh, you know, we have we have school needs. Um, so, you know, I, I try to look at a more 
as you know what is our spending per capita doing um and as long as that's you know you're, you're going to see growth in the budget just because again the population growth uh what we don't want to see is staggering increases in spending per capita or of course tax increases sure i think spending per capita is a great way to look at that now the opioid crisis has been at epidemic proportions and increasing numbers of people affected by it what are some of the things the county is doing to combat the opioid crisis? When I first came into office, uh, Mayor O'Hara and I uh, launched an initiative. Uh, it's a joint city county initiative called All for Knox. The website is allfornox.org. Uh, we had a, a summit to, to bring people from different sectors of our community, uh, obviously the governmental sector, law enforcement, uh, but also the private sector, the nonprofit sector, and the faith-based community to bring them all together to talk about this issue and to figure out ways that within their own sectors they could play a role and then to develop a plan as a community that, that we can uh, follow going forward. Uh, the health department has taken the lead. We have the Met- Metro Drug Coalition, of course, plays a huge part, uh, but our health department has also taken the lead. Uh, they have uh, now a position that is dedicated. It's, uh, I believe it's the opioid, um, uh, the substance misuse uh, response coordinator, and then their job is specifically to deal with, with this issue, to look at best practices practices across the country and uh, to kind of take the lead on this all for Knox initiative. Um, I also think that the uh, the faith-based community has a huge role to play. Uh, there's an organization called the uh, Knox County Church Network um, that uh, is a number of churches that have gotten together, pooled their resources uh, later this year. Uh, they will hopefully be opening an intensive faith-based outpatient uh, therapy center, uh, as well as some other initiatives that they're involved in. So really, I think the key to combating the substance misuse epidemic. Uh, unfortunately, what we've done up until this point is we've said law enforcement, it's your problem. Arrest people and throw them in jail. That hasn't worked. And I think what we have to do is leverage all the sectors of the community and all the resources that we have uh, and, and do a better job of coordinating and working together in, in those areas. When it comes to outreach like that, with especially the faith-based yes. nonprofits, um, you know, talk about the balance and the importance. I mean, I think... We as citizens, those of us that are in faith-based churches, you know, whatever we're involved in, I think we really could be doing a lot more than we do. I think we have an obligation to do more than we, than as, you know, if you look at the numbers, it's just not where I think it should be. Talk about the balance of where you think things should be handled versus, sure. you know, by the nonprofits versus the government having to step in and do a lot of this because right. nonprofits typically can be a lot more efficient with the dollars. Right. Um, to me, I think the balance should be on, on the nonprofits and the faith-based community. Um, you know, when we look at government, I think too often we think a government is having a magic wand that can just fix stuff, and government can't. I mean, we're populated by human beings. Uh, you know, government has the power to tax, and the government to, uh, has the power to make laws and say, you can't do this and you have to do that. We can't change hearts and minds. And when we look at the substance misuse epidemic, uh, whether you're talking about the faith-based community or you're just private sectors, it is an issue of of hearts and minds, you know, and, um, how do, you know, how, how do we, 
how do we keep people out of the destructive cycle of addiction to begin with? And then if they fall into it, you know, how can we help them become productive people again? Um, and, you know, we, we can do some stuff as government, uh, and we're trying to do that. Um, but certainly I think a lot of it, a lot of it is stuff that the, 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 uh, nonprofits and the faith-based community are going to be much better at than government is going to be able to do. And, and, and even with all community outreach. Absolutely. I Absolutely. think the nonprofits can be more efficient with dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and the thing about nonprofits is they are competing, they are competing in a market. Um, so, you know, people have a choice of what to support and to say, I like this organization. Uh, they do a good job. I like the work that they're doing. Um, and, you know, if another organization isn't, you know, they, they have to figure out a way to, to, you know, to up their game or they cease, you know, cease being a, a, a viable alternative. Um, so when we look at nonprofits in that way, you know, there are market forces at work and hopefully uh, the folks that are doing the best work and the best organizations will rise to the top. Absolutely. We're visiting with Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs this morning. When we come back, we're going to talk about economic growth. We're going to talk about all the flooding. We're going to talk about and what we're doing about our road systems and the areas that are potentially prone to flooding. We're going to get into job creation. we got a lot of great stuff, so be sure to stay tuned as you listen to More Living with Jim Brogan here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Listening to More Living with Jim Brogan. During the week, Jim is a financial advisor, an author, and speaker with an MBA from the University of Tennessee who specializes in helping people in or near retirement plan for the next phase of their lives. You can reach Brogan Financial during the week at 865 862 6800 or on the web at broganfinancial.com. And now, here's Senior Market Advisor Magazine's 2011 National Advisor of the Year and host of More Living. Jim Brogan. Welcome back to More Living here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. I'm your host, Jim Brogan, and we're visiting with Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs. He's been on the job for about a year and a half now, hard to believe. And uh, we're hearing about his experience and about all the different things we're accomplishing in, in this area. Knoxville, the county and the city are just doing so well and uh, it's great to hear his perspective and the things that they're working on to grow um i do want to mention i gotta say i'm so glad the sun is out today <laughs> yeah holy <me> cow <laughs> i mean holy cow so we have had of course we had record flooding last year i've never i've been here all my life i've never right. seen like what we had last year now we're having more flooding this year the winters have just oh my goodness Schools are being canceled. Roads have been impassable. There's even been a death in floodwaters last winter. So how is Knox County addressing the areas that are repeatedly hit, being hit by the flooding? Right. I think one thing we have to keep in mind, unfortunately, is you know, like last year, it, it was just... Um it was unprecedented, you know. Um, and again, this year it, it's been a lot of rain. So uh, Mother Nature is working against us in that respect. Um, with our capital plan this year in Public Works and Engineering, we've we've done a, a flood study uh, based off of what happened last year, and a consultant comes in and uh, you know looks at 
things that we can do, and that's still that's still being finalized. Um, but Public Works and Engineering does have some capital uh, requests in this year's budget that we should be able to fund uh, to help alleviate funding. It's been you know Bluegrass Lake um, on on Twitter. I, I posted what they were doing out there, and we uh, we rented some enormous pumps from First Utility District, who is good enough to work with on work with our guys public works and engineering uh but basically to move about 15 million gallons a day of water out of bluegrass lake uh into fort loudon lake to keep you know keep the water levels low there and the reason for that is because the existing infrastructure is just undersized now for the amount of water in the lake um we've also had issues in in powell and and north knoxville uh, with beaver creek uh so um you know when again this is is something that um you know there's there's no like Stamp your fingers and fix it. Um, but we do have some ideas, and the engineering public works is very good at their job. Uh, has some recommendations for things that that they would like to do uh, over the next year to hopefully help alleviate some of this. And then hopefully, again, we you know we don't see the abnormal rainfall uh, every year like we have the past couple. Well, and, and as you said last year. I mean, it was an anomaly. It was. Yes. I mean, I've never, like I say, I've been here my whole life. I think, I think I've last never year was a 500 year, was a 500 year flood, event. I believe. Yeah. But don't quote me on that, but I think that's And then it, it was bad last week, but it wasn't, yeah. it didn't get nearly to the levels. Of yeah. And unfortunately, what happens, of course, and this is the really sad part, is, you know, the people, uh, that get hit once and they're in a flood prone area well then they're the ones that are getting hit again after they've just gotten everything cleaned up and in many cases almost gotten their lives back together uh so it is um you know it's, it's a tragedy for some of the individuals that that have been hit in the flood areas sure well i'm glad to hear that there's a plan moving forward how to you know, like you say, you can't just snap your fingers. Probably going to have to be some development over a period, long period of time. Right. Uh, this, yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Uh, this will be in th- this coming budget, and I'm not quite sure how long it's going to take to execute it. But like I said, with Brugas Lake, ultimately the fix is extremely expensive and would, would take us working with the city and and the state. So uh, we need to look at some other things that we can do in the meantime to help uh, mitigate the problem. Now, what would be your perspective, Mayor Jacobs, on the, on the roads? You know, we've, because of all the Flooding. I mean, our roads it just seems like there are so many potholes. And yeah, I know that's, that's not necessarily all in your <laughs> on your plate. But right. what's your perspective on that? Um, I, I've learned more about potholes and sinkholes and all that stuff than I ever wanted to know in my entire life. Uh, and uh, one thing that was really exciting yesterday is I was at Engineering Public Works and I got to see the uh, the pavement inventory van. And what inven- what Engineering Public Works has done is they're contracting with a company uh, that has this this van, uh, super high tech. It has all these lasers and different things to measure the pavement on virtually every mile of road in Knox County. County. And it's it will go around and map it all, and then uh, over the next several years, it's, it will uh, um, keep a running inventory of the quality of the roads so that we can make better decisions about road maintenance and about paving. Uh, what happens with potholes is just the water gets the the water gets under the asphalt. Uh, it, brings the surface up and then it breaks down and sometimes these potholes can happen literally in a matter of minutes um you know and like on 640 uh 640 by the way is a state road someone asked me one day so what do you get about 640 i was like it's it's a state road i wish we could do something like well tell the governor to do something i'm like (laughs) okay Uh, you know but um but you know the and 
that's just, you know, sometimes an issue, too, is we have to work with TDOT on the highways, like you know, Kingston Pike is a state road, and, you know, and, the, and we work with them on the maintenance, but um, it, we have to work with them on stuff. Um, you know, overall, uh, and I know some people in parts of the county I can believe this, but our roads are actually in very good shape, especially when you look at other, look at other parts of the country that doesn't mean that we don't need to do better because we do um but collectively but collectively uh, actually our roads are in it's easy shape. to know when there's one spot right. and we hit it and right. then dad right. it right you know but looking at the future uh and as we see you know i mean we all know the county's going to continue to grow um you know that's something that we do have to keep in mind is our future infrastructure our future roads uh we're in the process of uh of of looking at all of our planning uh and doing a mass a transportation plan to help us determine where best to utilize our dollars. And, and it really does all come, it comes down to, you know, we have a limited budget for these things. And, you know, where do we prioritize and where do we ensure that we get the most bang for the buck for the most people in Knox County? Now, you, let's talk about economic development. You've talked about wanting to keep it in Knox County compact. The economic development plan hadn't been reviewed in 19 years. And you promote a simplified growth plan that allows Knox County to have more governance over land use. Right. What are your objectives in the economic development? Well, I'm, I'm, for for our planning as far as our infrastructure and roads, when we're looking at the general plan and schools, uh, in the county outside of the city limits. Uh, currently, it's very difficult for uh, cluster development. It's very difficult for town centers, like when we see North Shore Town Center, that's actually in the city because of the way our zoning works. Um, and so our, our hope is to be able to get more dense development where the infrastructure would support it, uh, including retail, including commercial. Um, you know, and hopefully that also eliminates some of the sprawl that we're concerned concerned about. Um, when we look at our actual economic development and how our, our job picture, um, I was decided at a, it's an organization, it's a nonprofit. It's called the Electric Power Research Institute. Uh, they have three locations. One of them is here in Knoxville. Uh, it's mind blowing what they are doing out there. Uh, they are uh, doing research on everything from solar panels to LED lighting to smart devices and smart I mean, they're 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 basically experimenting with water heaters, smart water heaters, and and uh, uh, washing machines and dryers. Uh, they're even growing food using hydroponics and figuring out the different how light impacts uh, impacts plants and how you can best have food production. Um, when we look at where the global economy is going, an organization like that is extremely important to us because you know you have the the national lab, you have TVA, you have UT. Um, I would really, you know, really like to see us become a center for innovation, a center for energy, for clean energy, frankly, because huh? that's the way that everything's going. And I think that we have the existing institutional infrastructure with RNL, with UT, with TVA. To really, to really make that come to fruition, and that's good for everybody. Those are really high-paying jobs. Uh, it's on the cutting edge of the of, of the global economy, um, you know. And then, of course, all the ancillary businesses and jobs that that creates. And I think that, and I've, I've said this for <laughs> even before I got in office, um, when you look at the package that East Tennessee has with brain power and with institutions. We rival any, any place in the world. We, we rival Silicon Valley. 
We rival the research triangle. We just don't market ourselves like that. And I think we have to do a much better job of talking about all the things that we have here and become more active in, in telling these companies and, of course, the existing companies that are, already, that are already here, this is the place to be. And if you're in the innovation sector of the economy, you want to be in Knox County, you want to be in East Tennessee. Yeah, that's a great message. Very well said. Uh, we're visiting with Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs. When we come back, what about our investment into kids and with literacy? It's, it's awesome what's going on here that's being led by Knox County. So don't go away. As we, we've, we'll also have our dollars and cents segment. Uh, will the economy in 2020, sur- 2020 survive the politics in the election in 2020? So you won't want to miss that. Don't go away. As you listen to More Living with Jim Brogan here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Standing in the rain with his head hung low. Couldn't get a ticket. It was a sold out show. Heard the roar of the crowd. He could picture the scene. Put his ear to the wall. Then like a distant scream. He heard one guitar. Through his weekly radio show, television news appearances, and adult education classes taught at the University of Tennessee and Pellissippi State Community College, Jim taps into his extensive knowledge and experience to address issues important to living your best retirement. Join Jim every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. here on Newstalk 98.7 WOKI and visit him online at broganfinancial.com. And now, here's the host of More Living, Jim Brogan. Thanks for tuning in. This is More Living with Jim Brogan, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. This is News Talk 98.7 WOKI, and we're visiting with Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs, and we're talking about the development and growth of Knoxville. I want to talk about how we're investing in our kids and literacy in this area. However, before we get back to Mayor Jacobs, it is time for Dollars and Cents. Want to be sure you are getting the most out of your retirement? the years of your retirement? That's the primary goal of More Living with Jim Brogan and our Dollars and Cents segment, where we provide you with an important financial tip that will help positively impact the quality of your life in retirement. And now, here's Jim with this week's Dollars and Cents tip. Will the economy in 2020 survive the politics of an election year? That's my topic for today uh, in dollars and cents. You know, that's one of the biggest factors that I think is going to lead to volatility in the markets this year. There's a couple of others. There's an ongoing tug of war between the financial markets and the Federal Reserve. I am concerned about production in China affected by the coronavirus. So there are some global factors that could come into play. But how might politics this year affect your money? And that's what I want to talk about. You know, I've, I've done segments before on how politics affect the markets. And we, when we look at it historically, politics really, other than with some, uh, than some short-term gyrations, really don't have a meaningful impact on markets. Uh, the one thing I'm confident of is that markets do like a divided government. So if we have one party in the presidency, the markets like to see at least one of the houses of Congress be in the other party because of the checks and balances that are in place. So as a rule, the markets have liked that. But in the past, the politics of which which office has the Congress versus which has the presidency really hasn't had a long-term meaningful impact. However, 
I do think maybe that's somewhat different this year because I think we're coming up on a very pivotal election in the sense that there's really at a bigger level, there seems to be an ongoing critical point in our road where we're deciding in many ways between capitalism and socialism and the different approaches to what our future needs to be and how everything is run in the United States of America. And those two choices are so radically different that the outcome could absolutely have an effect on markets. But we really never know. And if there is a continues to be a divided government, how much actual radical change will happen? It's hard to say. Um, so how does it affect your money and what should you be doing? Well, I think the key is if you have the right financial plan and if you're if you're retired or almost retired, one of the key elements of that is where do you draw your income from? You know, so many people draw their income across all their investments. And that means that when their investments are down substantially, which inevitably they will eventually be, they're selling off investments when they're down and they're spending that money for income. And that can be catastrophic. See, it's okay to sell something when it's down and reinvest, but you never want to sell when it's down and spend it. Yet if you're living across on all of your investments and you're selling investments that go up and down in value, then when they're down, you're going to be really compounding the problem. And the first five years of retirement has a uh, a very disproportionate effect on your long-term outcome in retirement. It affects over 50% of your result over a 30-year retirement. Over 50% is determined potentially in the first five years. Well, what if you retire into the teeth of a bear market with all this volatility and concerns and all these things going on? We've got almost 11 years, longest bull market run in history. So in the next five years, we're probably going to have a bear market. And if you don't have a financial plan that can deal with that, where you're you're allowing your risk investments to ride through that downturn and have time to recover. You don't lose too much, and you therefore have time to recover. You've got to have an income plan that can support that. And then it, you know, whether the bear market happens next year or this year or in three years, if you're focusing your longer term, your risk investments on seven, eight years from now, well, it doesn't matter if it's next year in three years, and you don't have to worry about trying to time the market because I'm very confident that if you try to time the market, it, it's 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 the devil's folly. So, you know, no matter what happens in November, do I think there might be long term implications? Yes, uh, but there are so many things that, that 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 are riding on that, and so many things that could affect that, like a divided Congress. So don't just make a knee-jerk reaction and panic and do something dramatic. Instead, you should have a plan that allows you to focus on the long term with your risk investments and draw certainty of income from safe and stable investments in the early years of retirement. And you can have a plan that can largely insulate yourself from the potential volatility of the markets in this crazy political climate. That's our Dollars and Cents segment for this week. You can find this week's Dollars and Cents segment and others by visiting BroganFinancial.com. And I'd urge you to go to BroganFinancial.com and check us out. Also, my upcoming two-part adult education class, Thrive Financially in Retirement, is at Pellissippi State Hardin Valley. Two two two-hour sessions. If you're retired or nearing retirement, it's for you. It's March the 3rd and 10th. Coming up here in about a week and a half, March the 3rd and 10th. 
two two-hour sessions. You can go to PellissippiRetirementPlanning.com. You can download a syllabus. I've got a short video, and you can click to register. Uh, also, you can find out all of my classes for the spring. You go to BroganFinancial.com, click on Classes, and I've got another class in Blunt County in April, and then I'll be back at uh, University of Tennessee downtown uh, in in May. Uh, and, and the whole goal there with the class, with my show, with my podcast, with my all of the blogs that I post is to give you information so you can make informed and prudent decisions that can impact the quality of your life. Now, this morning, we're visiting with Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs, and we're talking about his first year and a half in office and where we've been and where we're heading. And uh, Jim, can I interrupt for a second? If yeah. You mind? I'm sorry. Since we're talking about finances and investments, um, one thing that I've found pretty fascinating is the municipal bond and the tax-free market. You know, and the fact that, uh, I know it might be a little dry, but um, there is such appetite and such demand right now for tax-free bonds, uh, you know, and that's been extremely beneficial. For instance, you know, Knox County has a AA-plus rating, but that's been extremely beneficial for us because we're, you know, we're able to get money virtually interest-free at this point. It's, you know, uh, and I don't know what you're seeing, I guess seeing the same thing in the overall uh, muni market and tax-free market. Well, sure. The the big key there is it, it is a great thing. Knox County has a very high rating, as as Mayor Jacobs said. It's a big part of your tax planning of the best way to structure municipal bonds and whether you do an individual bond or a bond fund, because individual bonds, you have a date in the future, you're guaranteed principal back, whereas a bond fund, you don't have that guarantee. So, you know, there's pros and cons to both of those. And then there's also significant tax planning opportunities with those. Great. Thank you. <laughs> sure. Good answer. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, let's talk about our kids. Only 40% of Knox County students are reading on grade level by the third grade. Read City USA is an initiative that you have undertaken in conjunction with dozens of community partners. Tell our listeners about Read City USA. Well, I would encourage everybody to please go to readcityusa.com to learn more about the program. Um, we're actually doing better here in Knox County than uh, the rest of the state of Tennessee is. Across the state of Tennessee, only about 33% of our third graders are reading at grade level. That means they comprehend at a third grade level. The reason that statistic is so important is because third grade is when kids switch from learning to read to reading to learn. And if you're behind the third grade, it's going to be very hard to catch up, uh, which unfortunately produces some um, negative outcomes potentially over the rest of, of a student's life. Uh, so Read City USA is a, an effort to get folks excited about reading and involved uh, in reading as a family. Um, it's really easy to participate in. Uh, if you have an Ox County Library card, go to uh, your smartphone, download the Beanstack Tracker app, and register using Knox County Library Card, and then just log your reading. And uh, we're keeping a cumulative total on the Read City USA website. And uh, this year, we're going to read 500,000 hours as a community, which is 20 times around the world. And we have some prizes and milestones and celebrations that we do along the way. And uh, they're really just trying, again, just to get people excited about reading and just you know get folks reading, which with all the distractions that we have in entertainment now, I think that... Uh, um, I think that's one of the kind of root causes of why we don't read as much. And um, unfortunately, our, our young people aren't as proficient in many cases as they should be. 
Now, where do the, how, what about the school system? I mean, in terms of how it comes into play and what we're doing at the at the kindergarten and first, second sure. grade level. And 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 one of the important parts about Reese USA is it's actually the pre kindergarten level. Uh, you know, we're, we're um, our schools do a really good job. Um, you know, but you know, frankly. Uh, as families, we have to be involved in the education of our young people, uh, especially before they go to school. Yeah, there really should be a good foundation right. there before and, they and, go and, to kindergarten. And that's the issue. You know, if, if they have the foundation when they're coming into kindergarten, they're much more likely to do better. Uh, and, you know, and studies show, I mean, even, you know, I mean, this is stuff that sounds crazy, but it's true. You know, children that are read to even before they're born, when they're still, you know, when they're still in, in their mother, um, they actually end up doing better, you know, with reading scores and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, again, with the Read City USA program, it's, it's designed, um, not only to work with schools, but actually outside of schools and, and with the families to encourage families to read, uh, especially at the younger, uh, the younger age levels. We're going to get to our last break. When we come back with Mayor Glenn Jacobs, we're going to talk about his view on the partisan political issues that we've got going on in Washington and why he is so passionate about affecting politics at the local level and why he believes that is a, maybe the best place to make an impact. Uh, we'll also talk about his, his new book that's coming out, Mayor Kane. That will be interesting, so don't go away. We're listening to More Living with Jim Brogan here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. For listening to More Living with Jim Brogan. If you miss any of today's show or want to listen to it again, visit BroganFinancial.com where you can access the podcast and other educational materials to help you in your journey through retirement. And now, here's Senior Market Advisor Magazine's 2011 National Advisor of the Year and host of More Living, Jim Brogan. Thanks for tuning in this morning to News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Do check us out on our website, BroganFinancial.com. By the way, we put out a weekly e-newsletter, an e-blast, with links to all of the content we've posted for that week, our Dollars and Cents podcast, our our radio show. There'll be a link to this show with Mayor Glenn Jacobs. We'll have our Retirement Minute, uh, new blog postings. I had a Q&A just last a couple weeks ago on the new SECURE Act to help answer your questions about how your retirement accounts are going to be affected by the new law signed by President Trump right before Christmas. It's a great way to keep in touch. And, uh, and of course, you can also see our schedule for our upcoming classes. It also gives you the opportunity, if you like, you can sign up for a free consultation. We are, of course, a fee-based firm, uh, and that also requires us to, to act in a fiduciary capacity for our clients, which means we have to act solely in your best interest. Uh, but just take advantage of the information uh, regardless so you can make informed and prudent decisions. Uh, we're visiting with Knoxville Mayor Glenn Jacobs, and, or excuse me, Knox County Mayor, and talking about all the great things that are going on. One thing I want to mention, I talked in my dollars and cents segment, Mayor, about the political climate. And, you know, in a recent Sports Illustrated article, you talk about the partisan political climate. And your view is one of trying to find common ground first. And Washington politics, 
politicians, I think, could definitely use that advice. How do you maintain that focus when everyone, it seems like in this society, in this time, is so quick to disagree on even the smallest things? Yeah, um, it, that that is an issue, especially, you, know, you, you look at, I mean, you can put the most innocuous thing out on Facebook or Twitter, and all of a sudden, you know, people are, you know, jumping all over you, or, you know, just whatever, taking the opposite side of um, an argument that you really, why would anyone even do that other than just be adversarial? Um, and that, that's very sad. And of course, uh, when we look at national politics and, uh, with the presidential race, I mean, it's just, uh, it goes up to another level. Um, I'm a Republican and for me, the, um, the message of the Republican Party should be about free markets and it should be about opportunity that's available in those markets. And I think that's something that brings everybody together. Um, and I think that's where we all should start is something that brings us together. Uh, it's an optimistic message. You know, when we look at Ronald Reagan, it's Ronald Reagan's message. It's, you know, it's, it's morning in America. Um, what I see now is I see divisiveness. I see, uh, everybody starting out where they disagree and I see pessimism and I see in many cases just straight up hatred. Uh, and, uh, that's not something. That, and in know, Washington, it seems to be on, it's, everywhere it's on both sides. I mean, it's, it's just it's horrible. It's horrible. And I think that overall, uh, you know, the, the cable news channels make a lot of money off of it. The political pundits make a lot of money off of it. And the politicians uh, certainly uh, rally their bases around it. Uh, but it doesn't help our country. And the, I think one of the great things about it, local politics, is a lot of that can be left to the side. You know, we can we can talk about the things that we all want: good infrastructure, good schools. Of a safe neighborhoods, uh, those are things that resonate with your Republican and Democrat uh, or whatever, um, and that's one of the things I really love about local politics. And I think that many of our um, national politicians could really learn and, and take a lesson from a people local politics how they uh, go about things. It's a lot more civil. Isn't it, it? it sure, it sure is. Again, because uh, you know we look at the issues and say you know we might have a different idea of how to get there. But we all want the same thing, right? And in in politics, compromise has become such a bad word now. Well, and, it, it has, and then, you know, and yeah, and it's not, I don't even think it's compromise. It's just dialogue. You know, it's just talking and saying, you know, this is what we all want to achieve. How do we get there? Well, that doesn't happen. It's, you know, there must be some ulterior motive that you have, and I hate you. Well, there's Next so much, you know, there's so many over. conflicks now yeah. in the system and power yeah. and all the things that go with yeah. it. It's interesting to talk to your predecessor after being in Washington for a year. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, and, and, Tim and poor Tim, yeah, he's, you know, he got thrown into it. And, 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 and it's really, it's even, you know, inner party. Uh, there, there's just, Washington is broken. I heard, heard someone put it the best, you know, the best that we expect Washington to do stuff. At this point, they can't even fix a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, I'd say that's about the truth. Hey, real quickly, Mayor Jacobs, talk to you, to us about the importance in your mind of career and technical education. It's hugely important. Um, you know, we, we made a decision uh, as a country uh, a couple decades ago that every every student had to go to a four year school uh, to become successful and. 
education is extremely extremely important um you know four year four year colleges are a very important part of that but you know the trades are very important as well and uh, not everybody has to go to college to be successful for some people uh it's going to an apprenticeship program for some and people trade. it's going to certification <laughs> and getting to a trade um you know, so we we have really neglected those those young people, and frankly, you know, people that are switching careers. Uh, when we look at training and education and job and career opportunities, and there's some yeah, there's some great opportunities in trade and some overlooked things where you people have great careers. I, right now, I think that the trades are where it's at. For every yeah. four skilled tradespeople that are leaving the workforce, there's only one person that replace them, and we see it all over the place. I mean, you know, if, if you wonder why the price of housing is going up part of the reason is because the price of labor is going up which is you know which is great if you're one of those people that's getting paid to build a house or uh to work on a car or to you know to be a welder or many of these other things um i really believe that 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 is where it's at right now now mayor i've only got about 45 seconds but tell us about mayor kane the book sure that actually came out in november of last year so it's out right now uh, but it's just my life story it's an autobiography talk a lot about wrestling um some a little bit about politics and a little bit about my role as mayor. So I, th- I think it's a, a good read. I mean, it's the best book that I've ever written, so I'm really proud of it. <laughs> Talk about that process. Was it hard to do that, or did you have help? I mean, did it come together pretty now, well? I mean, my degree's in English, so I'm kind of a writer by nature. Uh, for for something like that's different, um, you know, because you're... You, 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 you want to get the book out there. You want people to enjoy it and read it. Um, so, you know, I had, I did have some help with editorial decisions and a little bit with content just as far as what, what I, you know, what I think is a funny story or in many cases what I thought was rather mundane, other people thought's really funny or entertaining. So I would include that. Um, overall, the process is really, really good though. It's cool. Well, Knox, Knox County Senator, or excuse me, golly, <laughs> I've got my tongue tied. Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs, thank you for your service and for all that you're doing. Best of luck over the next two and a half years. I know that we'll be having you on again to get more updates, but thank you for your service and we wish you the best of luck as Knox County and, Knox, and Knoxville continue to grow. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate great it. Great to have you thank with you. us. That's Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs. Great to have him on and take time out of his busy schedule. Uh, do check us out online, broganfinancial.com. If you missed the whole interview, we'll have it up on our podcast page by um, at least Tuesday, probably actually by Monday. Thank you for tuning in. We've discussed a greater community because a greater community provides for more living so you can live the best years of your life. Thank you for tuning in. It's More Living with Jim Brogan on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. The views expressed by Jim Brogan and his guests are not that of Cumulus Media. Any discussion of financial, legal, and tax planning strategies is not intended to be individualized advice and is general in nature. Always consult with your advisor for advice specific to your needs. This program's content does not represent a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or investment by Jim Brogan or Brogan Financial Incorporated.